0: See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Kia. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving, selection, and service? check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes, check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections, check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Fairfax Toyota. Let's ride together.
1: Buddy, JP Finley, there is more mock draft content for your Washington Redskins right here on the My Teams app. We are brought to you by the good folks making good pizza over at Papa John's. Order yourself a slice of pie, four pies, whatever you want to do. If you were here on Monday, Josh Norris and I broke down all of the Redskins' needs in the 2019 draft and ranked them in order. And Norris gave you very precise players the team should be attacking, looking at in rounds one, two, three, all the way to round seven. Today, we're going to switch gears. Everybody knows if you've been listening to the Redskins Talk podcast, you understand the importance of QBX for this organization. The Skins have Alex Smith, Case Keenum, and Colt McCoy under contract right now. Alex Smith does not look like he's going to be playing, certainly in 2019, maybe ever. And Case Keenum and Colt McCoy, veteran guys in the last year of their contracts, there is no long-term answer for the Redskins at quarterback. The way they need to address that is via the draft or by acquiring a player on a rookie deal. There is nobody better to talk about that than a former NFL quarterback and NBC Sports analyst, Chris Sims. We're going to bring Sims in to break down all of these guys you see here. Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, Will Greer, Ryan Finley, the list goes on and on. Of course, there are a lot of prospects available, but do any of them make sense for Washington, both this year in 2019 that could help win games and in the long term as developmental prospects? Sims, what's up, man? It's good to see you.
2: Yo, JP, what's up, man? Always good. I can't see you, so uh, the pleasure's all yours there, but it's great to hear you. I know what you look like. You're a handsome young fellow. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, I know
1: that your top button is buttoned, and you know that I'm having a good hair day, so we'll just we'll just keep it okay.
2: moving.
1: <laughs> um, Sounds good. Before we dive into all the quarterbacks, though, it is schedule release day in the NFL, and, and it's something that the NFL does such a good job of making everything they do so important. When you were playing and when you were coaching, how important was schedule release day to you?
2: Yeah, when I was playing, it was fairly significant. I mean, of course, as you know, or anybody that follows the NFL, you know the teams you're going to play. Right. But as a player, more importantly, you want to know: okay, who am I going to start the season out against? Right. Who am I going to play week one? Who I got to start getting my mind ready for right sure. away? Who can I start cheating and watching a little film of just to get a little head start on that team? So that's where your mind goes as a player. And then yes, you just want to see how the schedule is laid out. Are we going to have you know three consecutive games on the road. I mean, are we going to have, you know, division rivalries, you know, uh, week after week after week? It's really just about the formatting of the schedule, the travel schedule, of course, the primetime matchups. Of course. But I would say most players in the NFL, yes, are, uh, you know, not live or die with the, the moment or the schedule release, but certainly going to look at it tonight and go, oh, okay, this is what we got. This is how this shakes out and be interested that way as a coach. Uh, I I would say I cared a little bit less about the schedule release. Because you're playing
1: these guys regardless.
2: Exactly yeah. right. You know, the only thing I cared about as a coach or a quality control guy when I worked for the New England Patriots was who we play in the first week because I know I'm going to have to have like, you know, thousand nine pages binders of- full yeah. of information <laughs> on that. So let me just get started. Exactly right. As yeah. a
1: reporter, I care very much about playing Miami late in the year and Buffalo <laughs> early in the year. But, yeah. but that's, that's just me. Uh, all right. Let's get to the matter at hand quarterback in the 2019 draft class and I'm going to include Josh Rosen for the purposes of our conversation. Great. Let's start at the top, though, with Kyler Murray. Some big news here in D.C. that Kyler Murray canceled. The visit was canceled between Kyler Murray and the Redskins. When I heard that news, it becomes very obvious that Murray's camp didn't think it was necessary to meet again with a team that could possibly trade up to go get him. This tells me Murray to the Cardinals is as done as we've ever thought it was. Do you think Murray, before we break down his skill set, because obviously it's vast and it's different from most of the rest of these guys, do you think Murray goes anywhere but
2: Arizona? I don't. I think that they are. They got their eyes on Kyler Murray. I mean, as you know, it's well documented. I think Cliff Kingsbury loves Kyle Murray. he have been, been recruiting him since he was uh, coming out of high school. Right. So, no, I see it all the way. And then, you know, if you're Cliff Kingsbury, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you're hiring this new offensive guru whose offense is unproven in, in, in the NFL. It's only been good in college football. You want to give him the pieces that he likes. And of course, Kyler Murray has a skill set that can give a young offensive play caller almost a get out of jail free card, right? Oh, man, this play I liked in college, oh, man, it's not open. Well, Kyler Murray scrambles around and finds an open receiver or runs for 20 yards. Whoa, look at that. That was a good play, wasn't it? Right. So I think that's what Kyler Murray can bring to the table as a number one pick for the Arizona Cardinals. And I heard what you said. Yeah, I think that Kyler Murray's camp was probably like, um, do you agree with that? They're like,
1: we don't need to go there.
2: Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I mean, it, I would guess that it's not just like, "Hey, we don't need to go there." It was probably, oh, "Okay, we'll come there. That's fine." But are you guys seriously talking about trading up to the number one pick or the number two pick or anything like that? And, oh, and okay. You're. What you're I had not, heard about w- that. We'll move on. In right. Indy.
1: Before everything became so obvious that Arizona wanted Kyler Murray, there, there was some. We all know the Jets want to get out of the third spot. The skins, yep. the skins have historically made big moves for quarterbacks, especially after missing the playoffs for a few seasons. Last year they traded for Alex Smith. It was just seven seasons ago they made the massive trade to go get RG three. I don't think right. it was. Too crazy to consider a move up to three, especially if Kyler Murray was there. Folks inside the organization have told me how much they think of his talent. I just don't think Murray's going to get there. And that's no. why I think for the Redskins, the the real debate organizationally is who is the right guy to be their quarterback long term? And right. if we're both agreeing that Kyler Murray's going to Arizona, where do yeah. you feel where do you stand on Josh Rosen? He's a second year guy, certainly, but where would he be if he was on this year's draft board?
2: Yeah, I, I, for me, he'd be right in that conversation of the next group of guys down with you know with Drew Locke and, and Dwayne Haskins. you know, he's right there in that conversation, certainly. You know, uh, I'd say Rosen. Is got a really awesome arm. He is an extremely accurate thrower. He's a pure thrower. And When I say pure, I mean he throws perfect spirals every time. It's easy for the receivers just to snatch it out of the air and continue to run, uh, so it's an easy ball to catch from that standpoint. He is a true pocket passer. He's not as good an athlete as Drew Locke, and I don't know if he can throw for him as many arm angles as Drew Locke. I don't think his arm is as strong as Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins either, and I don't think he has the physical element that those two guys have. Locke and Haskins are fearless in the pocket. It doesn't matter who's around them. They keep their eyes downfield and if people are pulling at them, they can throw with people all around them. That was one of my negatives about Josh Rosen, a little lack of athleticism and we're going to talk about that with Dwayne Haskins too. Uh, But yes, does he have the armor and the overall size to hang in there, be a pocket passer, and take the beating that you take sometimes as that guy in the NFL. Those were my biggest questions about him overall coming out last year.
1: Well, and he did take a beating. That Cardinals offensive line was terrible. Terrible. But am I crazy? I almost say we can just discuss the three of these guys in in one big block here. I'm sure my producer is going to love that I'm just moving on here. But with (laughs) Rosen, Locke, and Haskins – I think that's all the decision, right? I think Daniel Jones is probably a little lower down that list, and I know you prefer Locke over Haskins. Yep. Locke, to me, and I've talked to him now a few times between the Senior Bowl and the Combine and Indy, he has moxie in a way that I'm not sure Josh Rosen does. Locke wasn't on a glamour team. He was getting his butt kicked a lot of weeks playing in the SEC, and he comes in with with a big-time chip on his shoulder. So – If you have to rank those three, do you have Locke, Haskins, and then Rosen below it?
2: yeah you know i i thought about this a lot and it's it's really tough because i think when i first you know heard the news kyler murray's gonna go number one to arizona cardinals at the combine when that started all going out i went ooh, okay where would i rank josh rosen then in this group and when i first kind of came out of my mouth i said i think i would make josh rosen the next guy up as far as the quarterback conversation but the more i watched of drew Locke and dwayne haskins Uh, I think I would certainly take a Drew Locke over a Josh Rosen. It's close with a Dwayne Haskins as far as where I'd go there. I think at the end of the day, my cup of tea is probably with Dwayne Haskins too. So I would probably put both of them slightly above Josh Rosen. I don't mean that as an indictment on Josh Rosen either. He is a top 20 pick. He is an NFL starting quarterback. And I think he can be very successful. I think Locke and Haskins have some big-time potential. There, you know, and we talked about it. But yes, Drew Locke, I think, would be the leader in the house for me in that conversation. Locke is a very good athlete. You mentioned evaluate the player. You know, in the SEC, Missouri the was the. Helmet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the SEC, Drew Locke was the least talented team on the least talented team on the field almost every week, unless sure. maybe they played Vanderbilt where it was kind of even. Okay, everybody else, it was trouble. And I would say, out of all the quarterbacks I've watched in the draft, I think Drew Locke was in the worst offensive system uh, out of any of the top tier quarterbacks we're going to talk about. Life was not easy for him. And you know, if you go back to film two years ago when he had a little bit better of an awesome offensive system, I think everybody would go whoa, wow, look at these throws, look at these stats, whoa, the productions there, everything like that the production isn't great there this year because there's games like Alabama and Georgia where his stats aren't good and they don't win the game, and I would just challenge anybody. I'd go, well, turn on the film and show me three open receivers in the Georgia and Alabama. Just right. three. Right. Show me somebody that's open. So, so again, let's sometimes that, they'll then. blames on – yeah, go ahead. Sorry, well, sorry.
1: It's okay. No, yeah. but let's flip that then to a guy yeah. that had the most talent on the field and was in a very good offensive system for what they were asking him to do in Dwayne Haskins. Now, that right. that Urban Meyer system, they didn't go downfield all that often with Haskins, but he was able to find really good receivers on the outside. He put up video game numbers. We all know about yep. the 50 touchdowns. He's got the size you want. He's got a big arm. He's slow, not very quick. I worry about him just being able to slide in the pocket. What do you right. think of Dwayne Haskins?
2: Yeah, I, I like Dwayne Haskins a lot. I've made comparisons almost to like a Big Ben Roethlisberger, that type of player. I hear you about you know the concerns about athletic ability. I do think he's more athletic than his 40 times showed at the NFL Combine, and you know because of the, yeah, there's lack of athleticism. And I hit this a few minutes ago. Dwayne Haskins in the pocket, holy fearlessness. I mean. That's where I said big men he can have people pulling at his shoulders people at his legs and he still has a big enough arm and a quick enough motion to throw 15 and 20 yard comebacks and put them on the money that's what's impressive now is he a little raw with some of the things he does certainly you're right about that you know was he afforded the luxury of being in Ohio State where okay yeah they were the more talented team on the field more times than not and unlike drew Locke there was he could start a game out slow and take no chances and feel pretty confident that. The game was going to be 0-0 or 7-0, and they wouldn't be out of it. So he could kind of ease his way into the game, but he got much better as the year went on. After and that wasn't... Purdue
1: loss, he almost looked like a new quarterback to me.
2: Exactly right. It's like he started to figure it out. And, uh, you know, I think he's, got, he's a pretty good decision maker. They kept things simple for him on the offensive side of the ball. You said it. It was either a quick throw or they kind of max protected and would send just three guys out, and they just say, hey, big guy's standing there in the pocket and be a big soldier, you might get hit, but wait for one of those guys to open and throw one of those lasers in there, and he delivered, especially at the end of the year. When you watch the last four or five games of the year for Ohio State, it is very impressive. Yeah, he's a little raw, but he, exactly. The the bowl game was amazing, too. Uh, Washington Rose Bowl game, yes. So, you know, he's a little raw and needs a little refining, certainly. uh, He missed some... Receivers where I go, oh, the pocket's clean. Come on, you need to hit this throw. It a but bit. not but not enough to where it it bothered me to go, oh gosh, this guy's all over the place. There's a lot of positives about Dwayne Haskins. I'm I'm a big fan. All right. I, I want to ask you if you think any of those guys are gonna be available at 15 when the
1: Redskins hold their selection. But let's catch our breath real quick and then we're coming back to talk about the 15th pick.
2: This
1: one, I want to the right. I want to the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just try to do my best to, to ignore the noise. Uh, that's definitely like one of the big slogans I use in the house. It's just ignore the noise. So um, of course, like it's hard to, to not see it every day, or you know, and not go, go across my screen on my phone. But um,
2: I, just, I just use it as motivation. You know, just you know, not being considered the top guy, or you know, saying oh you're not fast enough, or you don't throw the ball enough. And I just say watch me play,
1: and you know, just handle it from there. I'm Dwayne Hasson, and I'm the prospect. He's Dwayne Haskins. He is the prospect. Make sure you check that out on the My Teams app. It's this simple as watching right on your phone. And that series is dope. Big congratulations to our producer, A.J. Itai, for putting that all together. All right, Sims, I asked you this. Will Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins make it to 15 for the Redskins to select that quarterback?
2: You know, uh, if you asked me this a month ago, I would say no way. They got to make a move. Um, I think the way things are shaking out, and now that I'm done with all my evaluations and I've seen all the O-linemen, D-linemen, linebackers cornered, I've really got a better grasp of the, the, the totality of the draft. I think there's a possibility one of those guys, Haskins uh, or Locke, could be on the board at 16. I did a mock draft with a bunch of guys from Roto World today, and we got there and yes, they were still on the board. So I think because of the unbelievable top-heavy defensive line aspect, it—the two linebackers, the Devin White, Devin Bush, the tight end play—I yes, I say the chances are slim. But I'm not going to say it's totally crazy uh, if one guy, at least one guy, was on the board there at 16. Well, well, then let me or ask 15, you this.
1: Sorry. Sure, 15. Let yeah. me ask you this, but so. The way I'm reading tea leaves right now and and some of the conversations I've had with GMs around the league is is it looks like Locke might be the guy that goes second instead of Haskins.
2: I think so, too. I think so, too. Yes, I think Locke is – I think people have seen Locke. First of all, he's the most experienced of the group as and, far as Haskins and Murray. And Jay Gruden told me
1: that directly. He said, you know, Haskins only has one year of experience in college, right. not playing in a pro style at all, whereas right. Locke's been doing this a while. If you need somebody to step in right away, Drew Locke might be the guy that can help you. But if if you can get Haskins at 15, or the Redskins can trade for Josh Rosen, and it doesn't mean giving up their first-round pick. If they, if they put together a package where it's – to a second and a third, and they get Josh Rosen, what do you right. think is better for the Skins?
2: Well, I, I mean, again, you know, as, as better as for what? As comparing it to, a, like, a lock, or you're just saying that, you know, the trade, I'm all for that. I don't think the Redskins, if they want Josh Rosen when all said and done, are going to have to give up a first-round pick. I mean, you know, to how you started the show or what we're talking about, Arizona's taking Kyler Murray. I think the only reason they don't come out and say it because – what if Kyler Murray is working out tomorrow and tears his ACL? Then everyone's going to like try to guilt Arizona. Well, you said you were going to draft him, and now he got hurt, and you're not. <laughs> or if he got in trouble or arrested, they sure. don't want to be associated with that as their guy. That's the why the team doesn't say who they're going to pick at number one. They don't want to be boxing that corner if a disaster happens. So, um, well, and, and they lose
1: all- any leverage on trying to trade Rosen if they come if out. If they want
2: to do that, exactly right. So it's better to be the unknown. But I think at the end of the day, no. Nobody's going to buy the fact that, oh, you really want to keep Josh Rosen No chance both those
1: guys are in the locker room come training
2: camp. Right. So that lowers the trade value for Josh Rosen. And I do think ultimately it'll be a second round and maybe something else thrown in there to acquire Josh Rosen's talents. Uh, And that should make, if the Redskins go that way, that should make the Redskins fan base and organization happy. A guy we
1: haven't talked much about yet, and I I want to get your breakdown. Charlie Casserly, who we both know and love, has the Redskins taking Duke's Daniel Jones with the 15th pick in his mock draft. I don't believe you're too high on Jones. I've talked to Daniel Jones a few times, certainly a nice young man, but he does not seem prepared to run an NFL huddle by this fall in the conversations I've had with him. What's your take on DJ from Duke?
2: Yeah, yeah, listen, I never feel good sitting here as a 38-year-old man talking bad about 21 and 22-year-olds. I know, like you said, Daniel Jones is a fine young man, and he's working hard and doing all the things right. So I certainly don't want to make it personal or anything like that. But what I've seen on film, I just do not see a first-round talent. That's the biggest thing there to me. What you know, the first round is about elite traits. You know, you know, Murray's got a great arm and elite um, uh, mobility. Speed, Dwayne electricity, Haskins, all of it. Right, right, right. Dwayne Haskins has got elite size and he's got an elite arm. Drew Locke's got elite athletic ability too, maybe not to Murray's ability. But he but has that, ve- that chip on his
1: shoulder too that really matters at that position for Locke, yes, I think. a lot. Yes,
2: and an arm that is pretty special. It's not Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers special, but it's like that next group down of guys. He can sling it from any position. Daniel Jones is not a natural thrower. He is not exactly uh, quick twitched that way. You know, when there's a lane to run straight ahead, he's an athlete and he can go get first downs that way. But I don't think he's going to make a lot of moves, you know, moving around in the pocket or break the pocket and find people 20 and 30 yards downfield. I don't see him being as a Jay Gruden-type quarterback. I think Jay Gruden, the Grudens, I've been around them a lot in my life. Sure. Uh, they like a lot the of time in Tampa with those guys. Exactly right. They like the more athletic-type quarterback. They really do. You know, I think mean, that's why Jay brought in Alex Smith last year. You know, it's that type Not of guy. Not to mention, okay? I,
1: and you correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, yeah. I think Jay Gruden wants a quarterback that is boisterous, that will get in your face, that is – I mean, the the way they talked about Alex Smith's leadership ability before he got hurt and what they've yeah. said about Colt McCoy over the years and, and right. frankly, what they didn't say about Kirk Cousins, I think that paints a picture, too, about what the Redskins want out of their quarterback.
2: I think that's a valid point, JP. I think the thing that I look at there, too, yeah, the Grudens want some personality at the quarterback position. They want the offense to, you know, fall in line right. there. Hey, This is our quarterback. He's the general. He's going to let you know where we need to go when we break the huddle, and you need that type of leadership. But, yes, Daniel Jones, to me, it's a below-average NFL starting arm. You know, it's below-average throwing within the pocket. You know, I wrote a note down. I wrote here, I've watched 500 yards and seven touchdowns. And I haven't said, wow, on a throw yet. And every time we talk about Daniel Jones, everything that gets brought up about him, nothing has to do with physical ability. So to me, that's always like a, you know, a red light. The thing that gets brought up
1: is that he played for David Cutcliffe, which is fantastic. I'm glad you did. But I mean, is is that, (laughs) that should never be the first bullet point on your resume is who your college coach was.
2: Right, when you're going college coaches and tangibles to start off a conversation about a player in the first round, that's when you're setting yourself up for a bust. I mean, hey, Tim Tebow, I don't mean to like... Danny Well he was great for Steve Spurrier. Right, I don't mean to get on those guys, but yeah, Tim Tebow had the leadership and the work ethic and all that, and we talked about all that. He has will and he'll will his team. Yeah, but he can't throw, so that's a problem. That's great. He can do all of that. So Well again and, and to, to circle yeah. back,
1: when we were talking about Haskins at the combine, he wasn't particularly impressive. The the forty was crazy slow. He didn't show much quickness in any of those drills. Right. But he can really throw it. And that's what's most important for a quarterback.
2: Yes, he can really throw it. He can throw it from awkward angles. And, you know, I'll always say this, and I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is really, a you know, Jay Gruden's cup of tea either because I don't know if he's quite athletic enough. But this is another thing that gets mixed up in football sometimes. Size is a skill. You know, size is a skill. There's no other way. You know why Trent Williams is an amazing left tackle? Cuz he's really big and <laughs> right. he's a good athlete, right? right? So, you know, why is Big Ben a good quarterback? Why is Tom Brady a quarter- good quarterback? Have you been around Tom Brady? I mean, a little he's bit, six- but not enough. Right. <laughs> Well, he's six-five. He's got long arms. He's got big hands, and when people are around him, it's minimal effort for him to throw a twenty-yard comeback if he can't step into it it's because he's got big levers and he's a big man. So that's part of the game too, and that's what Dwayne Haskins has, and I think sometimes that gets overlooked in evaluating quarterbacks uh, as far as that conversation goes.
1: I got I got two more names, but one quick question: If Block yeah. and Haskins are there at fifteen, which quarterback's better for Jay Gruden's offense?
2: I think Locke. I think Locke fits that West Coast system. Gotcha. He can get it out of his hands. Uh, they both can get it out of their hands quick. I just think Locke has different deliveries. It can be sidearm. He can he slide can in the pocket, too. natural, yes, and he can move and run when need be. He that was one of the pleasant surprises about his game that he I had to at Mizzou. For. He had no he, option. <laughs> he exactly right. He had to, and he was impressive that way. All
1: right, two guys that are probably Friday night picks. I, I certainly don't think they get to Saturday, but Will Greer and Ryan Finley from NC State. Will Greer had a visit here. We know that Jay Gruden went out to Morgantown to, to, to check him out. I think both those guys will be able to play 10 years in the NFL. I'm not sure that they're starters. What do you right. think of Greer and Finley?
2: Yeah, I, I am, uh, I'm not as high on a lot of people uh, or as many people are with Will Greer. You know, I, Will Greer, I would just go, man, a lot of the good I saw at West Virginia was Formulated from the offense again. I think it's a below-average arm. I think he's a high-effort thrower, and I don't think he's a very good athlete either. To me, the next group of guys, yeah, is Finley from NC State, who I do like. I mean, he's big. I mean, he's long. He's very athletic. He throws the ball well on the run. Uh, I mean, it was eye-popping how well it was. Got great anticipation and feel. Uh, he's the most accurate quarterback in the draft in Ryan Finley. Now he doesn't have the 100 miles like per accuracy, hour fastball. Man. Yeah, I like Gackery Stewart. Doesn't have the 100-mile-per-hour fastball, but has the 96-mile-per-hour fastball. Certainly can make all the throws. And I'm going to throw another guy out, JP, that I think deserves – Sure. Is Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham, to me – would be the is the fourth best quarterback in this draft. If I went Murray, Locke, Haskins, Stidham would be the next guy. I would say watch out for another good athlete with a big time arm who was on a crap team this year in Auburn and and a system a, that doesn't reward
1: the quarterback at all. Thank you. Right. Thank
2: you. That's why I like you because you pay attention to football and you know those little things there and you have to be able to look at the system and the talent around the quarterback at times to take in the full context of the situation. And I would argue Auburn had the worst center and guard I saw in any tape in college football since I've been doing the draft this year. The war damn
1: Eagle crowd is hate-tweeting both of Uh, us right now.
2: Well, they might be. I I like Auburn and I like Jared Stidham a whole lot, so they shouldn't hate me too much. But, yes, there were some issues with that team that hindered – the ability to fairly evaluate Jared Stidham. Where if you go back to the 2017 season, you'd watch tape there and go, "Damn, I think this guy's a first-round pick." So, uh, and a, a,
1: if you go way back to when he was at Baylor, that was a high-powered offense. He was he was gonna run.
2: Yes, he has a big-time arm. He reminds me where of where do you a, think he goes? Yeah. I, I, your yeah, I know. You know, I was gonna say he reminds me of a Tony Romo as far as his skill set and the way he throws the football a little bit. You know, to me, that would be the guy that maybe New England would take a thirty-two. Maybe wow. some team would jump into the late first round. Especially, I you mean, get that would be the guy. I, yes, right. That would be the guy I would have my eyes on to be that either early second-round pick or a late first-round pick that somebody sees some some talent in. All right,
1: we are we are hard up against this time-wise. Everybody needs to be listening, downloading, and watching on YouTube the Chris Sims Unbuttoned Podcast. While I have you, before we get shut down and the, and the lights go dark here, what's your prediction for the
2: Skins at 15? Oh, gosh, my prediction for the pick at 15 is – I don't think there's going to be a quarterback there to be had for them when all said and done. And I think that they – yeah, I know. And I have, I just have a – I don't think they're going to get a quarterback in the first round. And I don't think they're going to trade for Josh Rosen either. So, I think they're going to find some other position. There you have it. QBX yep.
1: remains to be seen. Big thank you to Chris Sims. Make sure you check out his podcast. We'll be back on Friday. Charlie Cassidy.
0: See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chevy Buick GMC. Let's ride together. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate...